Um, oh, sorry, make sure my shirt isn't inside out while I'm standing up here talking to you. Um, you know, Vonnie talked about having circumstances this morning, and you know, whether we admit it or not, everyone has circumstances. We have great circumstances, and we have really bad circumstances. And then there's everything in between. And what the Lord shows me is he wants us to rest in all circumstance. You know, you hear resting in the Lord, and, you know, what does that really look like? You know, to me, it's, the Lord showed me that it's, it's forgiving those that you may have anger or something against. That's one of the things. Another thing is, is forgiving yourself. You know, don't beat yourself up for the circumstances that you find yourself in. You know, whether they're your fault or not, don't beat yourself up. That's why the Lord came. That's why his blood was shed. And the third thing is, is when you give the Lord something, a circumstance, particularly a bad one, don't try to go back and pick it up again. You know, give it to the Lord. You know, it says to work to stay in his rest. And the work is leaving it with the Lord. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back and there's going to be, you know, you're going to think about it. But every time you think about it, say, Lord, I leave that circumstance at your feet. And I am not picking it up again. Your peace is upon me, your supply, your healing, your goodness, your love. So that's what the Lord showed me this morning. <laughs> so uh, yesterday we had made these plans and not one of those things worked out and so I'm, I'm sure we've all been there where you're like oh I'm gonna I've got four or five things on my list I'm gonna get it done check 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 well yeah and then when you see the day going by and you see your, your chores not getting done, it just it can be very frustrating. And I, I think for David and I, we're in a season where we're, we are, the Lord is definitely working on keeping us in harmony. It may sound so cliche, but there is something about that. But um, it just seems like whenever there's a, an offense that comes up between us anymore, we can get it worked out in like 30 seconds. I mean, in the past, it would take like weeks. weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yesterday, I really saw that like being put into practice is, you know, because he was dealing with his, his things that weren't going right I was going with my dealing with my things that weren't going right and it was like when we would kind of bump heads it was like oh you know I I'm not angry at you uh, you know I apologize I didn't mean to be touchy or sensitive and even for us to admit that that's a huge deal <laughs> so um, <laughs> but um, one of the things for me yesterday is I is um, when I I would get doing you know whatever my chore was, and I could sense the enemy moving in and just start chattering all this negative stuff, you know, um, just 
just horrible, mean things. And I would, all of a sudden, I'd become aware of it. And I would literally have to speak out loud, you know, I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. Um, I am seated in heavenly places. Um, I am hidden in Christ. And I would literally have to, I could feel myself uh, elevating and raising up. And um, so I would uh, go in that mode for a while. And then the enemy would try to come in again and, and try to, um, you know, bring the negative. And so just in everything that happened yesterday, it was just not allowing uh, negative words to go out of my mouth, to not allow that unseen uh, force to um, be let loose in our house, and it was just keeping the peace. So I don't know that we got much done on our list, but man, we kept the peace yesterday. So that was, <laughs> I would just encourage everybody, just the enemy is going to come, and he is going to speak negative things, and I just would encourage you, um, just instead of speaking out that frustration, just speak out what the Lord's word is. And his word is grace, mercy, tenderness, victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there yes. we go. Rest. Yeah. Did you have a word, Val? So the first song we sang about surrender, wow, what do we surrender? All, right? And beautiful surrender. So when, I, when I'm singing, I'm thinking about the words, and I'm thinking about, well, what am I saying? And, and I, I was thinking, I don't know if this is religion or what, but I was thinking, okay, what do I need to surrender, you know? What do I need to surrender that I got to give up? And God said, well, how about you surrender your sickness? right? How about you surrender your worry? I mean, surrender it all. Surrender everything. What if I, what if I want to take, you know, I don't want to take something good from you, and you know, I want to take all, all of it. Anyway, so surrender, and I think that that is kind of a theme that God is teaching me, and I, I've realized, you know, that I, we just agree with things without thinking and so um (laughs) so there's a lot of funny things about that but so here's how how my my week has gone so uh one night I was driving home and I was praying for my son with the lung issue and I was feeling so overwhelmed with the the burden and I also then started thinking of my other son and things that he's gone through and I realized that you know the enemy is really come to steal and not only that but to kill and to destroy and I just called out I said you cannot have my sons they were birthed by God for his royal purposes Ooh, boy that felt good and then I but I said God what is I need a new strategy you know I'm giving this to you this is this is my burden as a mother what do I do and he reminded me let me let me see because I got to read it to you (laughs) Sorry. Hey. 
He reminded me, it's Matthew uh, 18, 19. Um, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. And so what he was telling me was to get someone else to agree with me so that I would feel um, not so alone in it or, or, you know, to spread the burden out on other shoulders. And I, I looked it up, and verse 18 says, I tell you the truth, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And I also tell you this, if two, so in other words, you don't have to have two or more, you know, but if you're weary, get two or more. So that's what he told me. Um, let's see what else happened this week. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> Well, I needed to make a purchase. I needed to go shopping, and it was, you know, I was like, Ugh, I don't want to do it. So I get up on, this is last week. Last week, Saturday morning, I get up. Okay, this is the day I'm going shopping. Well, God, I don't want to. And the Lord says, well, why don't you, you know? And then he gets, tells me what to do, to go online and find what I wanted. Oh, thanks, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, I was reading, uh, I'm reading through the message. It's taking me, some, taking me way longer than a year, but that's okay. Um, so I was reading in Proverbs 7, and I like to write down something that sticks out to me. So what stuck out to me is writing on the back of your hands. It reminded me of this company called Armed with Truth that sells uh, temporary tattoos, uh, scripture verses. Really, really cool. So it reminded me of that. So... I finished reading, then I went back to write it down, write it on the back of your hands. I said, well, what's the context, you know? And so it says, and, and while I'm thinking that, I'm also thinking, man, my eyes are so bad. I need to call the eye doctor. And so I go to see and say, what should I write on the back of my hand? My teaching. Well, good. I should write your teaching on the back of my hand because it's as precious as your eyesight. <laughs> God's reminding me, you didn't talk to me about that. You just, you know, had your own strategy. Maybe I have a different strategy. Okay, so, come on. All right, so, um, I'm just showing you how you surrender everything. God cares about everything. Friday was a beautiful day. So, um, and it was an unexpected day off because I, I care for my, one of my grandchildren pretty regularly. And it was an unexpected day off, and it was a beautiful day, and I was just relishing in the freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. I just love freedom. And I sent a friend of mine a video text. Oh, freedom. I know freedom's for everybody, but I just have a special affinity for it. I just, freedom is awesome. And then later she sent me a prophetic word about freedom. I also joined a gym that day, Planet Fitness. They gave me a T-shirt. It says, be free. God is everywhere. If you're just talking to him all the time, you know. One night, I, was, I had some righteous anger. It wasn't that night. It was all day. I had righteous anger. So that night, I said, oh, I need to sit down and talk to God about it. So we had a little chat, and it wasn't nothing really profound. He didn't really talk to me about it. I said, you got anything to say to me about this? Anything you want me to do? But he, he, I was thinking about the Lord's Prayer. It says, deliver us from evil. And that night, I, I had uh, dreams, extended dreams of, of physical elimination. You know, when our body eliminates, it's eliminating the unneeded stuff. And the next day, I felt it was gone. I felt so good. Um, there's got to be another. I know there is. 
oh, well, I guess that's enough for today. <laughs> anyway, surrender it all. I mean, God is so much fun. And he, oh, there is one more. Okay, last night. Last night, I, I, I'm a widow, and I was feeling lonely. And um, I told God about it. <laughs> and I know this is silly, but it's my story. So, you know, so a man winked at me. Come on. Wasn't that, isn't that, thank you, God. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Very good, Bonnie. Anyone else? Okay, Val. The Lord was showing me this morning, and he spoke to me, and he said, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Uh, Friday, I was sitting down and starting my prayer time. Uh, and all of a sudden, I said, I can't do it. Lord, I just can't. I just feel so weak and tired already. I just can't. And then he said, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I can't. Sometimes physically, you feel that you can't. And the Lord said to me, Val, it's a spirit. Spirit of heaviness. When you feel heavy, it's not just because it's you feeling tired. This is a physical spirit. We war in the supernatural. This is not natural. Our, our, you know, our, our weapons of warfare are not carnal. But it's mighty to God to pulling down those strongholds. Now the enemy will come. If you like it or not, if you believe it or not, we live in the supernatural world and the enemy comes, tries to steal, kill, and destroy everything that God promised for us. And so the Lord told me this this morning. And this morning as I was praying and worshiping, I always like, like to intercede before service. And as we're worshiping, that spirit tried to enter here. He was bombarding people's minds, causing confusion, doubt, and disbelief, and that spirit of heaviness came. The spirit of confusion came to bring the minds of the people off of the Lord into other things. And so I started to pray and bind things. And then I saw this flock of geese, I guess you call them flock, they came and they made a V right across here. You know how they make that V? And the Lord says, you know you have victory in me. He gave us that V for victory. We are the overcomers. Satan is under our feet. And he is a defeated foe. And the Lord said, well, one more thing. He, he was speaking to me about faith and uh, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, we walk by faith and not by sight. And everybody hears that all the time, but they don't really get it. Why do people make it so hard? Faith is simply trust. 
Trust in him. Who? The Lord Jesus. Trust in him with all of your heart. Lead not unto your understanding, and he will direct our paths. And that's what he said. Just trust. I like that word better because because of the, the word of faith movement made it so hard and people got so down in the dumps and they were like, I can't do it. I'm not as spiritual as you, you know? And I was like that too. I go, oh my, oh my goodness, how, can, how, how are they getting it and I'm not? And the Lord said, forget everything that man has said. We don't listen to a man's doctrine. We listen to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit tells us what to do. And all he said is, trust in me. You know, you don't, you know, he didn't say, you know, faith is not something like, okay, you go down this street and then you, I mean, you go this way and you take a turn this way, you go around the mountain, uh, take a left here. He said, no, you look straight at me, straight at me. He said, whatsoever you desire, when you just put your heart and your mind and your love and your worship and your praise in the Lord, you know how much he loves that? And he wants to give good gifts unto his children. That's what he does. But our trust is not in man's doctrine, but it is in the Lord Jesus. And the promises, the promises, the promises, and the blessings that he has for us. I know I, I, wasn't, I was not supposed to take so long, but ah, when the power of the Holy Spirit just comes on you, I get so excited. And when I say amen to somebody, I'm not trying to be religious. It's because I'm saying, yeah, I'm right with you. I agree. And that's what amen means. Amen. I don't say amen to everybody. I don't. I don't. But I will say amen to something I agree with because it's the Holy Spirit. I do have a word, though. Uh, Forrest, will you stand up? God wants to bless you. I, I spoke to your wife last, last week. I don't know if she told you everything. And usually I forget when the Lord gives me a word for someone, I usually forget. But he was bothering me all week about this man. He said, no, you go ahead and tell him. And I said, oh, okay, but you better bring it back to my remembrance because you know this old mind is not what it used to be. The Lord says to you, Forrest, he has a promotion for you. He says that you have been faithful, you have been loyal, and then he also told me you were like her. If anybody knows Exodus uh, chapter 17, her and Aaron and Moses, you know, when they were, uh, when the, they were fighting the uh, Amalite, Amalek, Amalekites, or Amalek, whatever, Amalek, right, one of those things. Anyway, Moses had his rod, his hands lifted up. As long as his hands were lifted up, they were winning the battle. When, he put, when his hands got tired and down, her and Aaron lifted up his hands. He said, you are her. Reason why the Lord says you are her because, you know, you are, you're always in the background doing things under the, under the, the radar, and you're being faithful. And you don't gain anybody's trust easily, but when you do, you're very loyal. And he also says you like things organized. You're a very organized person. That's what the Lord, and the reason why the Lord is telling me about you, and he said also you are a nurturer to your children. I hear that from parents, I hear that of women, 
not to make you, you know, weird, but no, but you are a nurturer. You bring up your children in the Lord, and they see that, and they respect you. But, you know, he said, I have a promotion for you because you've been loyal. And I don't know what else he said. I, Lord, 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 Lord. Lord. Promotion. As a man that stands before God, that you will teach other men how to be that nurturing father and that, that loving husband. That's what, that's what that promotion is. It's going to come. You know, it's going to come. And he blesses you. And I thank you, Lord, right now, fill him right now from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Let him feel your presence, Lord, and your power now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit so strong. Lift your hands. He wants to bless you. Lord, thank you for blessing for us right now. Lord, you've spoken this out publicly because you wanted him to hear it. You wanted him to hear how much you value and you trust this man with your word that you're putting in his heart right now. And he will, Lord, he will cherish this word. And when the time comes, which is very soon, I believe, these things will come out of your belly. The word of God will just erupt out of your belly what it is doing right now. It is doing right now. It is doing right now because he said, I call and I choose whom I want. He chooses you and he promotes you for us. Bless you, Jesus' name. You too. The Lord said, I'm putting a hunger. Uh, Cheryl, Dale. I'm, I'm going to put a hunger in your heart, so hungry for me. I'm going to bless you and, and baptize you in my spirit that it, it, you won't be able to contain the word of God within you. You're going to hunger for it, and, you're gonna, and as, as you hunger for it, God's going to feed you that word, and that word's going to come out, and you won't be able to contain it. It's going to be like a Jeremiah experience. It's like, shut up in my bones. I can't keep it to myself. God is going to do signs and wonders in your lives together as a couple. Amen. He's baptizing you right now with his love and with the purpose and with that hunger. In Jesus' name, I need to give this away because I am. <laughs> Anyone else? One last thing. It says in the middle part of the 23rd Psalm, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And that represents the power of the Lord. Good job, you guys. All of you, good job. Whew. When you start prophesying over my sister, I just about lost it. So, and, my, and my brother, my sister and brother. Brother in love. <laughs> start using that. I heard that. It sounds nice. In law, that sounds kind of hard.
You want to keep going, Val? That was just so good. I think you could just hit every one of us if you're, if you're flowing. If anybody else is highlighted, just do it. Because we're on his agenda, not mine. No, I, I don't want to take away from your message. I want. Uh, you know, um, to operate in the prophetic is not something that you have choose on your own. I I used to be a very I used to be a very shy. I still am, except when the Holy Spirit comes on me. Uh, and I stuttered. And sometimes you may hear me in the beginning, I'll start stuttering, right? But when the, the anointing comes on, then that's the Holy Spirit. Because I'm a person that won't speak out. I won't, I won't speak over anyone unless it's the Holy Spirit. I won't do it. Because I'm, I'm responsible and I have to take account. Um, so people would come up to me before, you know, in another place, and they would say, do you have a word for me? And I went, mm, no. And I'll just say that, because I, it's not something that I can turn off and on, you know, but God will do it, because if that person needs a word, he will highlight, or he will speak their names to me, and, uh, and that's, how, that's how he operates in me. I'm not saying that he's going to operate like that in everybody else because everyone is an individual, original piece of work from God and he does it the way he wants to do it and he uses you the way he wants to use you. Amen? Say amen. Yes, it's okay. Now you make me feel better like I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> and, and, and he also says, you know, when you speak my word, you can't go wrong can't go wrong that's prophetic right there because God said the word is powerful my word is powerful my word is alive it's very sharp it can cut into those places where nothing else can I can heal your body right now says the Lord with my word because it cuts to the bones and the marrow and the joint is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. He knows it all. Holy Spirit knows it all. And you have the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is working in you, you're going to have great discernment, sharp discernment. You're going to know when the enemy's coming and you know what to do about it. You're going to stop him in his tracks or even before his tracks, God said. God said, prophesy, my people, prophesy. Don't be afraid and don't be ashamed of me because he said, I'm going to use you in this hour and in this day. Amen. I'm using you. Kids, I'm using you, God says. You know that, right? You know know that I know, you know what I pray for these I pray for these kids and I say Lord stir that up stir it up give them the visions and the dreams that you have put and impart into that don't give up on your dreams don't give up on your dreams just always put Jesus first and he'll make it happen amen he will make it happen and don't worry about anything don't worry about finances don't worry you know what if you're sick then get prayer this say, you know, and, and, and if there's no one around, say, Lord, I thank you. Your word is true. By your stripes, I'm healed. Take the communion. Do whatever God tells you to do. Don't do what I say to do because I don't listen to man's doctrine. 
But I'm just encouraging you, you know. You don't have to be like me. You are you, and God will use you and do great and mighty things through you. I'm just a messenger, that's all. <laughs> One of the messengers. But no, pastor has a word, so thank you. No, nobody's <laughs> okay. You know, just like at the mail, uh, the mail station, the post office, every mail carrier comes in a different package. We all have a different skin. You know, we have a different, different DNA, a different fingerprint. God wants to use you as you are. He doesn't want you to try to be somebody else. There's a lot of things that God's just amplifying this morning, so I'm not even going to try to squeeze it into my notes, but Isaiah 61 came to mind, that exact word that you said about the spirit of despair. When we were worshiping, I felt the presence of God, but I, I, I felt like there was something heavy and I, I kind of had my eyes closed. I looked up, and it looked like a big slab of metal, kind of like the ones that you drive over on the road when they're doing road work. It, it was metal, and I thought it had words on it, and I couldn't tell what it was. I saw the letter S, and I was like, God, what, what is that? What does it say? And I felt like he said, don't strive to look at it to see what it is. But it's, he was showing me something. And I felt like, I don't know even how to put it into words, but I felt like he wanted us to be able to get up over it because there's more, there's more of him in that place. There's more in that atmosphere above it. So, you know, the word about putting things under our feet, I feel like this morning is a, a morning of exchange. He wants, to, he wants to exchange things. So let me just look at that Isaiah 61 real quick. Um, might have you guys just say a couple things out loud with me. I'll just, I'll read it from the beginning. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. So if you're brokenhearted, if you have broken places in your heart right now, he wants to bind it up. He's binding it up now. I'm just going to declare the Holy Spirit is binding up the broken places inside of you to proclaim freedom for the captives where the spirit of the Lord is there's freedom and if you're in captivity in any area of your life I declare freedom and I would say speak it over yourself freedom over my life today in Jesus name freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Just say comfort. Comfort. Holy Spirit is the comforter. And he's here and he wants to surround you. He wants to envelop you in his comfort. To provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning. Just say oil of joy. Oil of joy. That sounds good. I want, I just position myself now under the spout. I encourage you to do it yourself. Close your eyes if you want. I, we, we position ourselves under the spout. And we receive the oil of joy. 
that the oil of joy would come and saturate from head to toe every one of us. When I heard laughter in that worship, I know that's Bethel. It's a different city, a different church, different location. But there was a hunger in me that just was grabbed a hold of when I heard someone laughing in the background. And it made me laugh, and I felt like God wants to release the oil of joy in this place, that we would be a joyful people that know how to laugh. Isn't there something about the, per- the proverbial woman? She laughs at the days ahead. <laughs> just, just laugh. The oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair or a spirit of heaviness. A garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. I have found over and over that as we, as we put on that spirit of praise, as we turn our affections towards, towards Jesus and begin to give him thanks and praise, your feelings are going to line up. You may not feel, you may feel despair, heaviness, weariness, whatever it is. There's a, there's a, a quote that I love from one of my political guys. He says, facts don't care about your feelings. Now, that's kind of harsh, but it's true. The facts don't care about our feelings. The facts are the facts. Feelings, is the word fickle, is that the correct word? Our our feelings go up and down. We're fickle people. We are, yeah. So our feelings, our emotions, our moods swing, especially if you're a woman, right? So I've I've heard. And and boys, (laughs) young boys. I'm teasing, but it's actually true. You know, we're men and women are wired differently. Women tend to be um, a little bit more strong in the emotional. Men are typically, we're easy to just kind of keep it all bottled up and just think we're steady and, you know, solid and, and not movable. But, you know, we have a pushing point, a tipping point. Anyway, I'm speaking for myself. So I felt like that was what God wanted to highlight, though. And when you said it, Isaiah 61, that spirit, that spirit, of weariness or heaviness, I felt like that's what that big metal slab was, that there's just a spirit of heaviness with an S on it. Okay. (laughs) There you go. It was a spirit. So I just want to encourage you guys, encourage myself. I'll give an example since you guys gave some examples of your day. It wasn't going exactly how you had planned. And uh, yesterday... Yesterday, I went into the post office, and I felt pretty good. You know, I had some good worship time. I had communion in the parking lot. I felt like, you know, I like to pretend it's a fire tunnel. If you don't know what a fire tunnel is, that's when uh, ministers line up two different rows, and they create, like, face-to-face a a wall. And then you send people down the middle. And then the people on each side just bless them and pour fire on them and, and just you know, whatever they want to do, just, ah, fire, <laughs> blow on them, push them, whatever, grab them and rock them, but you got to keep them moving because it's like a car wash. <laughs> but I, I like to pretend that my parking lot at work is a fire tunnel sometimes, not every morning, and I just, you know, I'll, I'll be holding communion, reading some scripture, worshiping, and I'll look up and I'll see someone walk by, and I'll try not to look at them too long, and then as soon as they just get past me, I just like, get them, God, just get them, get her, let her know your love. Let her know your presence. And I don't do this every morning, so I'm not like, you know, I mean, maybe I should, but I, I often just feel like God wants me to focus on different things. So, But I walked in to the station, and I heard over the intercom where 
we received four sick calls today, so there will be a mandoing. Everyone will be mandoed. And I just, the spirit of heaviness dropped on me. And it looked for a door. It looked for a handle to grab onto. It looked for an opening in my armor. And that opening, I don't know why I wasn't sharp in the morning thinking about it, but I opened it up a little bit with anger. I was just like, ah, Mando, it's Saturday. I want to get this day over with and go to Costco before they close at 6. You know, I was feeling really, I started getting angry. And that spirit, that thing, it just, it's like it climbed. It's like, ah, oh, I see an open door, and I'm going to just come in and, and uh, get, a, get, a, get a foothold, get a stronghold going. It took me two and a half hours to break it off. That's my, my problem, you know. It doesn't have to take two hours or an hour. It doesn't have to take more than a second to shut a door. But part of what happened was I went into McDonald's of all places. Yes, I know. Don't shame me too much, kids. I was hungry, and I thought, well, maybe I just need to eat something, and this will kind of help. And there was a kid behind the counter, a young man. He looked like he might have been in the military and, and out. And he was just crazy back there. He was sliding on the greasy floor, grabbing something from a cooler, sliding back, and he was just like being wild and he's having fun. And I was like, if that guy working at McDonald's can be that excited and have joy, then what's my problem? So when he gave me my food, he's like, I was making eye contact with you. I knew this was your order. Here you go. And I was like, and I'm going to take some of that joy that you're carrying for myself. And walked off and he's like he said something about there's no other way like no other there's no other option for him so anyway did I have to deal with shame for the two and a half hours of feeling like a horrible person being just you know I probably cussed just so you know I cuss sometimes I'm not gonna tell you which words I don't want you to, I don't want to lose you now and have you say, okay, I guess we're going to go find another church now. Darn, fudge. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I heard that. I don't know who said that, but was that you? <laughs> I, yeah, okay, so I'm not going to go too much further into that, but, but I even had a coworker who, was out there loading his truck next to mine, and I was like, this place sometimes just gets under my skin, drives me, and I, I didn't say an F-bomb, but I said one of the alternatives, and he's, I was like, it probably said, it probably drives me freaking mad, and he's like, you, of all people? And I was like, and I, and I emphasized it a little bit with a, a tag-along word, and, and then we laughed. So anyway, that's, that's not the, the important thing. It, it is important to be realistic sometimes, sometimes with people. Now the, I'm going to say something anti what I've been saying a lot lately, that people say, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. We need to be so heavenly minded that we're basically no earthly good to them because, and that's my goal is to, to let them know that there's a reason for my hope. They, I want people to see the hope that I carry and then inquire about it. We should be, be hope-filled people ready to give an answer. 
but there's nothing wrong with letting them know that you're just as real as they are. Because we can put on a, a, an outward appearance, a facade of perfection and holiness, so that when they're around you and they say, oh, hell, no, sorry, sorry. I mean, you get both. Then you get those that just purposely drop bad stuff in front of you to see if you'll get a reaction. So... So I had this picture of talking about <clears throat> being just really heavy this morning. Actually, just a minute ago, as you were talking about it, lifting off. Um, God wants us to soar like eagles. I had this picture of this eagle just soaring and being free. And that's how he wants us. He wants us to soar and be free. And he wants us to see how they, I mean, they can see from clear up there, they can see little rodents running around. And that's how he wants us to see. He wants us, us to see from that perspective so that when those things do come, we're like, eh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, yeah, I just saw the picture of that's how he wants us to soar. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's, that's scriptural. Yeah, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under our feet. You know, and, and we are designed to soar with wings like eagles and I believe that in that place of worship we soar we go up higher and he will just get we will get caught up on the wind of his spirit the wind of his presence he inhabits the praises of his people he is enthroned on our praises he loves it when we worship I can't figure out why he loves that so much but probably because we're speaking things out of our mouths that are true and he just comes to agree with his word and he loves us he just loves us. And that was part of the tag along this morning, too. And this is going to be our main thing this morning, I think. Um, so part of the culture that, we've tri- that we want to see really just uh, set in on all of us is this thing called honor, how we, we, we see people through the eyes of honor, the way God looks at us, the way he valued you before you were a Christian, before you were even born, he loved you so much, he valued you so much because you, you were created in his image and in his likeness. You're an image bearer of God. Now, I'm not, yeah, I don't even need to clarify that. You guys know that I wouldn't take it any further than that. You are not God, but you bear his image. You're the created, he's the creator. But the enemy would try to destroy that image He would try to cover you in shame and despair and hopelessness so that you won't shine the way God designed you to shine. But before you were born even, he loved you and he valued you. So it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, starting, I'll begin at verse 14. For the love of Christ controls us Because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. Just let that sit on you for a minute. One has died for all. Jesus has died for all of us, therefore we have all died. So the shame, the guilt, the the stuff that comes along with the sinful, broken nature, it's, it's part of the dead man that you are. 
It's part of that nature that has died. If Christ has died and you have died with him, you're dead. I'll move on here. This ties into this, the reason why we can honor each other. But it has to do with perspective. Therefore, all have died. He died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Verse 16, from now on, I just pray that the Holy Spirit will like put this embedded inside of each one of us like, like a tattoo. From now on, therefore, we regard no one, no one according to the flesh. I don't see you now according to the flesh. We regard no one according to the flesh, according to the old nature that's dead, that's dead and buried, crucified with Christ. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. So part of this culture of honor is learning how to see each other through those eyes of the old is gone, the new has come, and now I'm looking for the gold inside of you. I'm, I'm not looking for your weakness. I'm not trying to sniff out your sin. And that's how the prophetic works, too. We don't try to find out what sin you have hiding so that we can uncover it and make you feel covered in shame, and then you'll run out of the building not wanting anything to do with God because you're embarrassed. What did the Father do in the garden? Where are you? Where are you, my son and my daughter? Come out of your hiding. Come out of the bushes. Who told you you were naked? Who, it's the devil that tells us we're naked and we're covered in shame. He's the accuser of the brethren. That's all he wants to do is lie and tell you all the stuff that died with Christ. It's all the stuff he paid for. Take yourself back a couple weeks when we talked about that vision, that dream actually from Graham, Graham Cook. Jesus runs up into that tent where Graham is at and he says, you have something of mine and I want it back. I want it back. And he didn't know what it was that Graham took. This is a dream, subjective. And he said, it's the, it's the shame, it's the anger, the stuff that I took from you and you've taken it and I want it back. Jesus died for that stuff. He died that we could exchange our crud our bad days, our bad moment at work, our bad moment in the car when we're driving down 512 and someone cuts me off. <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> Dale, too. You live over there. I'm not usually on the phone with you when you're driving it. So We all have our bad days, but that is not who we are. Someone may feel like they have, I'm just going to go there with this. Someone may feel like they have an attraction to the same sex. That is not who you are. That is not your identity. We have a choice. We can partner with our feelings and our desires. Someone was talking about that, uh, trying to find the word. 
for it, but, and I was thinking partner. It's when the lies come. It's when the, the stuff comes. We don't have to partner with it. Sickness. Maybe it was Bonnie. So I'm going to just look at my notes, and we're going to wrap it up. Known after the spirit, not the flesh. He sees us through his eyes of love. Partnering versus surrender. So somebody was up here talking about surrender. You can all think about it and wonder who it was. <laughs> I can't remember. But one of you guys, and there's just such good stuff flowing this morning. But I feel like to put, it all, to put a cap on this morning, what God is inviting us into is to come up higher. To, to rise up above the old nature, to rise up above what is in a coffin. It's literally been crucified, dead, and buried with Jesus. It's in the tomb. It's somewhere in the Holy Land. It's, it's there. It's, we need to put it there. We need to quit playing with dead things. When the cat's playing with a dead bird or a mouse, or the dogs are out there eating whatever they eat. I know what they eat, but I'm not going to say it. You don't want anything to do with them. They're like, oh, you stink. You smell like a dead creature. Okay, we need to drop the dead stuff. God is inviting us to exchange with him our spirit of heaviness <laughs> for the garment of praise. He's, he's calling us higher to worship and to be praise-filled people, joy-filled. He wants to give you stuff in exchange. I don't want to go into any notes, but I got to show these guys that picture. I sent it to Vonnie's phone, and, uh, oh, it's kind of squashed a little bit. I saw this picture on Facebook. Somebody had shared it, and I couldn't share it. For some reason, I couldn't share their post. And uh, But I found the picture. I copied the picture, and I actually put it on my phone as a wallpaper. But it's called First Day in Heaven. And... I just thought, oh my gosh, that's so powerful. <laughs> First day in heaven. I feel like this morning, why don't we stand up? You can leave the picture up there if you want. Actually, yeah, leave the picture up there. But don't let me forget, we have one announcement before we scatter and do stuff. But let's stand and let's just think about it for a second. So if that's what the first day in heaven looks like, you know, right now is heaven. You know, we have heaven as a now and later. It will be in its fullness when we drop this body off, when we let go, when God removes us from this tent, when he whisks the spirit of who you are out of the tent of your flesh and the, the tent no longer is able to hold you. you know, we live in a perishable body, but the perishable will be clothed with the imperishable. So we will be clothed fully in a body just like Jesus, and we will see him face to face, and we will be grabbing onto him probably something like that. And, you know, and if he can hear all of our prayers all over the world at the same time and minister to each one of you at the same time, I'm sure he's going to give you a personal hug, even if there's others that are all around you. You know, the, the throng of people worshiping and clamoring to hold on to Jesus. But we can have him now. We can embrace Jesus now. We can fall in love with him now. We can lose 
all of our sorrow and our tears now. We can just pour it all out. We can... <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting kind of messed up here. I'm, I'm talking myself into tears. So let's close our eyes. That's a good idea. So Jesus, we love you. We love you, Jesus. You're wonderful, Jesus. You're, you're beautiful. Your eyes are like flames of fire. Your voice sounds like thunder. It sounds like rushing water. Your voice is powerful. It's so powerful it strips the forest bare of all the bark on the trees. And it causes the, <laughs> I love that scripture, it causes the pregnant deer to give birth. <laughs> your word, your voice shakes us. But there's something about every person in this room where we have tasted and instead of running away from you, we're running into you. So this morning, this afternoon, we run into your arms, Jesus. We run into you and we just, we receive your love. We don't want anything that the enemy would put on us to keep us from receiving all of your love for us. We want to be a free people free. We just want to be full of freedom, full of joy, full of life, full of praise. So we just offer ourselves to you this day to be your worshipers. We will be your worshipers. We will be the people that run and pursue Jesus every day of our lives. And if we slip up and we fall down and we have a moment we will be the people that get back up and we will trade the smell of the dead things. We will trade it for what you have because we know you and we know you don't give snakes and scorpions and stones in place of bread and fish. You give us good things. Every good and perfect gift comes from you, Father. So this morning, we just put, we position our hearts before your throne, just like a cup being set underneath the spout, underneath the wine bottle. There we go. We just position our hearts underneath your presence, and we just say, fill us up with your love. Fill us up with your kindness and your goodness. Fill us with your, fill us with your gentleness and your self-control your patience. We love you, Jesus. Yeah, amen. So we have one announcement, and then we will make lots of room for any kind of prayer. We can spend as much time as we want just praying and blessing each other. Everyone in this room, I believe, is already saved, so if you're not sure, come talk to somebody. Uh, yeah, Emily. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Next Friday night. Is that this coming Friday night? Oh, it's on a timer. I stole it from our, our rotation thing. House fires. So Friday night, we're going to have a night of worship, and it's going to be, we'll host it at our house. Um, we can do that because usually not everyone shows up. But if you want to just have a, an evening of family, kind of like a family room time, we'll be in our family room. We will just dive in and get lost in the presence of God. 
these guys came over the other night and we were we just had worship playing as they walked in and we all just felt the it's just like man the the water is just so good right here just <laughs> dragging your hand through it and you're like why don't we just worship for a little while and yeah the Fitzies were like yeah let's do this so yeah we've dug a well up there on our on Hayward Street in Minette so we would love to invite everyone to come and just uh, drink from the well of the Holy Spirit and we'll worship we'll make room for prophesying for encouraging for stepping out in gifts whatever God wants to do just we're going to go after more we want more of him so we'd invite you to come it's Friday night 7 p.m. we'll have some good worship did come on oh okay okay come back come up After the Lord told me it was, this is a spirit battle. <laughs> this is the best part. You know, I'm trying to rush things. Anyway, uh, he said, Val, this is a spirit. And then I started to praise the Lord. I started to praise and I started to sing a praise. And it lifted just like that. And I went right into my intercessory prayer. So... When God tells you that something, you know, go ahead and do it because it will do, he, he'll do things instantly, you know. He, the reason why, reason why that spirit came upon me, because he didn't want me to pray. Because he, he knows when you're an intercessor, things, things get done in the atmosphere. <laughs> things get done. And he's going crazy. I've seen the, I've seen the, the demons go crazy. I mean, I've seen them in the atmosphere, but, you know, just going on nuts out there because the prayers are going up prayers are going up and and it's uh you know just diminishing every and bringing down every evil plan that they were about to do and he and that's why we're here the prayers go up you know if i if i'm not praying someone else in someone else is praying god has millions of people praying around the clock it's not just you <laughs> You'd be dead, but and, you know, because it's 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 very powerful and it does drain you. It does drain you. It's a, it, where spiritual warfare is. So I just wanted to encourage you. And you, the Lord was talking to me about you. I don't know if I should say it publicly, but you don't care. I mean, you're tra you know transparent person. You're tra and I am too, but I had the same problem. But the Lord was telling me he, before you you knew him, you were a fiery person. And so I met that, that he, he had a temper, and he just said it this morning, but I told Mikey that, you know, I, I'll tell Mikey some things, but not, I, when I'm praying, and when I'm, and when I started to, when I start to pray for a church body, the Lord shows me things about people and what they need, what they need prayer for, you know, and to just pray about it and pray for people. So he said that I'm going to use that fiery for what is coming, what is about to happen now. And that fire is in you. And you speaking about the fire out there, about fire when you're, you know, before you got the other fire. <laughs> but, uh, but he said that to me. He said that you were a fiery person. I guess that meant temper. You had a temper before, before you were, you know, but when you do get a temper, it, it, it's fiery. I mean, when I was praying, he said that. He said, 
he said, but I'm going to use that fire, you know, that you've never felt before. And then, now he's speaking, he's saying that fire is going to be uh, uh, something manifesting in your body. You will feel a heat always coming in you when the anointing comes. Because he wants you to know my anointing is here. And I want you to feel it so you can speak it or so you can operate in it. But it's going to be a fire. It's going to be a fire in your belly. Like, it's going to, you're always going to feel a heat. I mean, that's what he's saying to me now. Lord, that better be you. But anyway, <laughs> I want to see, I want to hear that you have that fire in you and the anointing's going to flow, flow, that fiery. I don't know why he said that, but I, when I was praying for you, that's what he said, out of the blue. I'm not asking for anything. You know, it's just that when I'm praying for Legacy City Church, he brings people to my mind, and then I, I start praying for them. So that's... Well, <laughs> my family would be the best to know. They, they saw the fire. I think of this one occasion where I exploded and went crazy with a knife in my hand. But that's not, that wasn't the typical Scott Alcorn. I was, asked my parents, I was the sneaky kind of up to no good, but you wouldn't really know it because I just kind of, it's quiet. I was a quiet kid, but there was a lot of, yeah, there was fire going on. There was a lot of plotting and planning and, you know, there's, there were passions that were unholy that were always swirling around inside of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and his passion is like in me is like a fire, and it wants to come out. But it, you wouldn't think of me as a fiery person necessarily, just by my personality. I'm pretty calm, chill, laid back. I think, right? Am I? I don't know. Yeah. So, awesome. All right, guys. Yeah. Good. Good.